Welcome to the Tilted Coaching Podcast and I'm your host, Sheila Walsh. My background is in coaching psychology and organisational consultancy. If it has something to do with people, I'm usually involved and interested, whether it is about personal development, professional development, leadership, relationships, managing or anything else that involves the care of people in some way. A friend of mine encouraged me to do this podcast because he believed that I should bring my insights and my understandings into a really simple bite-sized collection and this is what you have today. I hope you enjoy the Tilted Coaching Podcast. Please do rate us if you find it interesting and you can always pop over to our Patreon account to sponsor it. Welcome to the Tilted Coaching Podcast. Today I have Andrea with me. Hi, Andrea. Hi, how's it going? Good, thanks. Will you introduce yourself for anybody listening who doesn't know who you are and hasn't heard of Tropical Popical? Sure. Um, I am Andrea. Well, I go back to like when I was born, I went. Um, <laughs> I'm Andrea and I am the founder um, of Tropical Popical, which is a nail bar on St. William Street. Um, and that was founded, God, nearly eight years ago now um, in November. And it came about when I, I was working in PR and uh, youth communications for 10 years in Pink House. Um, which is a fabulous company and my dad died so I went trotting around the world with my sister as we were trying to find ourselves and deal with all the shenanigans life throws at you and while we were going through North America we were getting our nails done all the time because we were so sick talking to each other and so that gave us (laughs) something to do because don't you know if you're sitting having lunch or dinner you're just staring at someone that you've been with all day you've no news nothing's happened that you're there for you've nothing left to talk about so we started getting our nails done and loved the informal way um, and the social occasions that getting your nails done was in the States. And what I have no interest, not I have no interest, I am not a beauty queen at all. Mm. I literally wash my face with whatever's beside me, much to a lot of people's horrors. But my sister was a hairdresser and she had opened loads of salons for the people she worked for. So I was like, perfect. You've got the beauty skills. I've got the marketing skills. The rest, as they say, is history. And came back from our travels and opened. We came back in September and opened Trap Hop in November. Excellent. And here we are now. I love it. I love it. And you, like, can you describe it? Because anyone who isn't isn't um, familiar with the brand won't have won't have a clue what Tropical Popical really is. Because it's it's just this brand that just. You can't but be happy when you when you see it, when you hear about it. And um, can you talk a little bit about kind of what's behind the brand? Because I think that that will help people tap into yeah, what I the experience is. The way you say that when you think about it, it makes you happy. And that was a conscious decision, even as far as when we were coming up with the name. So even just saying the name Tropical Popical <laughs> makes you smile because of the way your mouth has to move and what the, the journey, I suppose, the rhyming and all that kind of thing. So it's kind of a fun name to say from the outset. And I wanted, I, I'm not, as I said, uh, a beauty expert or anything like that. So what I wanted to do is create something that was something special for Dublin that was a key part of the community that provided for the immediate community that was something that would make people feel better, that when they came in, they'd feel joyous that, and that when they would leave, no matter, and I suppose in beauty, there's a lot of like, we have a lot of unrealistic beauty standards in the world and with nails it doesn't matter 
what size you are, what your skin is like, anything like that. Anyone can get their nails done and feel fabulous when they walk out. So that was something that was really important to me. So when we kind of started putting the brand ethos together, it was kind of, I came up with this um, synopsis that we use on our website to, that describes, sums us up, I suppose. And it's a soundtrack via a love affair with Dublin, flashy fashions, colorful nails, and more than a dash of kitsch. So we are, like I use the word tacky as a positive descriptor um, and I, it has such negative connotations all the time, but like kitsch and tacky to me fill my heart with joy and my, like if they enter into my eyes, it's like a thing of beauty. So it's all very tacky. And I suppose when we opened, there was uh, nail bars in Dublin, but they were amazingly luxurious and fab mm. and like very relaxing and we wanted to be the antithesis to that we wanted to be somewhere that you could go in with your group of your pals and literally spend your time throwing your head back laughing having the crack and getting your nails done and having some coke lilt in a coconut and be surrounded by plastic flamingos and um having a kind of shock of the senses with the with the crack that like we do focus on having the crack and it's actually really I uh, read a uh, review, I think it was on TripAdvisor, and people don't really like us a lot of the time. And the review was like, I went in to get my nails done, and the nails were great. Um, and I was sitting there with my friend beside me, and we were chatting away. And one of the other the staff started talking to someone else across the room. This was very unprofessional. And I suppose that, like, I literally come in and I'll start talking to every single person, mm. everyone getting their nails done. And like, we'll start having singing competitions. Like, we're there to have the crack, like, every day. And really, I suppose, it, we're in a situation now where the crack is really being brought home, how important it is. Mm. So if we have to spend whatever in the current state of capitalism and whatever, where your job is seven to eight hours a day. If you're going to be in that place, you might as well be having the best time you can possibly have. So we hire staff, not just on their nail skills, but on their personalities, that they're um, that they're kind of they fit in with the rest of our ethos that they're uh, they are going to have the crack and they don't have to be extroverts or whatever but that they can't they're fun loving and all that kind of jazz so our nails are fun loving our decor is fun loving all our staff are fun loving um, because at the end of the day we're doing nails it's not it's not serious we're not it's not um, saving lives mm. we're putting we're doing nails um, and whilst we can minimize that down at the same time the importance of the connections that that provides but also the joy that it provides by having nice nails and the pick-me-up that you can get from that mm. um, I think cannot be understated so yeah that's us in a nutshell. Oh I love that Andrea and having been um, to your nail salon having been there and having brought um, interns I had with me we were doing a little bit of a bonding thing um, it was absolutely lovely. We had the, the lilt in the coconuts um, and we had our nails painted and we were picking our own colours and like it, it, we just chilled and there was good crack around and it, it didn't feel like we were, you know, had to put on a show, I suppose is the best way. So it wasn't like we had to pretend to be relaxed or pretend to be like, you know, sit there for two hours getting our nails done. Um, we were able to actually just have the chats and relax and and have a bit of crack and it was I think we came on a Friday evening on purpose or Thursday evening and they were off on Friday so it was like this way just to have a sense of um of it because they were American and so th they were like they'd never seen anything like this before 
Um, and so it was really, really nice to have this experience with others in this really casual setting because they also were coming from very um, corporate orientated settings. So it was really nice to kind of look at the branding piece while we were in there and to see the feeling difference as opposed to just the outcome of the nails. And the nails were fab. And I suppose that's really important to say the nails are fab. That's and, and that obviously is like the baseline. But it's all the other stuff that make the whole thing. Like every time you're looking at your nails, you know where you got them done. Do you know that? Yeah, and I suppose that, that is something that, like, when we're doing our week, we have a team meeting every every weekend. Something that we always focus on is like, okay, one hundred, not one hundred percent, sixty percent of what we do is nails. Like that's our bread and butter. That's what the reason people come here. But the reason anyone can do um, a gel polish manicure, or anyone can do a mini mani. But what is your differentiator? So forty percent of that of that is the experience. So that goes straight from when the people go onto our website for the first time to when they or if they go onto our Google homepage or when they uh, email us to make a booking or use our app that each step of that is part of what the brand is meant to be so it, it's like the way we communicate in our emails is all very uh, real spice real life real spice so there's it's not formal it's like you're having a chat with your pals then it goes to when you come in and that carries all the way through so it's how the, that point of difference is what from my marketing thing is what I wanted to be and also I wanted it to be somewhere that I would want to go and um, like chill listen to music or whatever so yeah it is the experience that is the piece that sets us apart I suppose excellent and there's more that, that sets you apart because there's when I heard you speak originally what I was so there was two pieces I was struck by where your nails have ended up so you might do a little bit and to tell our audience where they've ended up and then the other thing that I was um, fascinated by was the amount of social justice work that you do that you associate um, with your brand so you allow the connection to be drawn people would know that you're you're an activist and it relate and also you allow your brand to to be connected as opposed to kind of separating them out yeah well I suppose everything that we do us with the social justice stuff um, is related to women so and a nail bar is a prime location for women so anything that we are talking about or that is usually something that I feel passionate about and it's usually about women's rights so that instantly makes it relevant to our brand and obviously if you're a bigger brand and worried about your brand footprint and all that kind of jazz you might kind you might a separate them or b look at it and go this is a perfect synergy whereas i didn't i didn't approach it like that i approached it as this is the right thing to do and it just coincided when we like we'd been uh, a drop-off point for the homeless period ireland um, and i'd started doing a lot of work on repeal and i'd set up this other platform called the unreal issues which was to mobilize young women to try and get politicized before there was a referendum on the cards and all that jazz and it was like obviously a nail bar was the perfect place to have these conversations that felt that might have felt overwhelming at the time when we started on the journey to the road to repeal so um it just felt like the right thing to do and a platform that was already there and the way that i communicate uh for anything i do is usually kind of goes across the board so um unreal issues was all about throwing glitter on an issue and nails is very intrinsic glitter is very intrinsic in that so if the synergy was there and it made sense um, and obviously there was I did have questions at the outset of that campaign of like am I going to have 
is this going to affect my business and will I have protesters, anti-choice protesters outside and will that be a bad, will that put people off booking their nails? And I had to make a decision and I was like, it might happen, but at the end of the day, this is the right thing to do. And I've always spent my time talking about the kind of business um, ethos and ethics that I follow aren't about escaping the economy more and not being focused on success as trying to scale or get bigger or just make as much money as possible. For me, I kind of have a business that is about rewarding everyone who works there, that we all enjoy working there and that we see our job as, as, some, as something, something that's a reason to be alive. We're not uh, uh, we're not here to be productive we're here to be alive and to whatever the philosophies we all uh, buy into mm. so that uh i suppose is why the that kind of social justice makes sense because that is part of being alive and if i can use whatever platforms i have i have to make the right decision rather than what i think will be the most profitable so that's kind of where that all came from and then I think in terms of where the nails have gone, I presume you're talking about our pal Sersha, um, mm-hmm. which was the most banana story um, when, uh, what was happening? Sersha Ronan of uh, Hollywood fame uh, used to come to get her nails done all the time with her mom and like she'd be in a good bit. Um, one of the times she was in, uh, her phone kept ringing and Chloe was doing her nails at the time who still works with us and she was like your phone's jumping do you want to answer the phone and she's like no 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 you're grand and Chloe's like are you sure like it hasn't actually stopped ringing she's like no no I'm getting my nails done I'm just here to relax da, da. so eventually she answered the phone and it was her agent I think telling her that she'd just been nominated for her Golden Globe so we obviously got the champagne out and we're like oh you've just got your Golden Globe nomination whoop having a ball and then she started doing all her media interviews in tropical popcorn and she was like yeah i'm just sitting here in the petty station justin bieber's blasting and i'm drinking some lilt out of a coconut and literally described the whole of tropical popcorn and everything we do so that obviously made it into the coverage and it was kind of a soundbite of where she was and obviously um sounds a bit different and there's the the joy of having a nice sounding name so Mm. Uh, when she went on to then she was we got we didn't know she was going on the Allen show but she was going on the Allen show and we got a phone call myself and my sister were at a funeral I run uh, trap hop with my sister and we got a phone call from one of the girls on trap hop and she's like uh, we just got a call from the Allen show and they were wondering if they could use one of our pictures on the show and she's like I said yes I hope that's okay and I was like oh my god <laughs> always say yes to Ellen and um, so. We were at the funeral. I was literally like, oh my God, imagine if they like said the name Tropical Popcorn on this show. Or imagine if they put our picture from our Instagram up and you could see our branding on it. Oh my God. And I was picturing like, I could take a screen, pause it, take a screen grab and there's my content. And oh my God, this would be so amazing and blah, blah, blah. And I didn't know, I didn't, I don't think we knew it was Saoirse that was going on. Um, so then the next day, my Trap Hop Twitter and Instagram just absolutely goes bananas into nearly shutdown mode because um, Saoirse had gone on, Ellen, she'd been asked about her Golden Globe nomination. She had started talking about she got it in Tropical Popcorn. Then she started kind of describing the moment, describing the nail salon. 
just and mentioned Traffic of Hopla a good few times to the point where Ellen made a the show made a vine about her saying <laughs> the brand name, and then the, it kind of like people were like, "Is she getting paid?" I was like, "Oh God, if only we were able to pay thirty to go on Ellen and mention our brand." We are one nail salon on St William Street. That is not the type of money we're making. Let me tell you. So. Uh, yeah that was bananas and it kind of spiraled out of there like the the vine got like I think over like six million hits or something at the time mm. um and then she went to on the red carpet she was interviewed on E I think it was and they were talking about Tropical Popical again I was like sorry this is the most banana thing but what that kind of reinforced for me like it was amazing at the time but I suppose the two pull outs from that for me were that one, all our customers are, are VIPs and we don't, we don't really differentiate between famous people and normal people. And when I say normal people, because everyone's normal, like it's just yeah. A, a, yeah. An, a concoction of like whatever a state of whatever it is. Anyway, so that was the first thing. And while it was brilliant, we were delighted. Um, it was, yeah, it was great. But the second thing that I pulled out was that it doesn't matter how small you are, you can still strive for a type of success that is global, that is that you're doing the best that you can do, that you are trying to excel. You don't have to get bigger to do all that, that you can still be small, yet still get this great amount of success. And I always think about another brand that I love um, is called is Colette, the shop in Paris. Now, it's gone now. But I always used to watch it and they all only had one shop, but it was one like it was world renowned. The projects they collaborated on and the products they made and the type of uh, stock that they curated was so well done that they were renowned around the world for mm. this excellence in consumer fashion and shopping. And so I, I just it kind of always struck me that it, it into my belief system that we can we can be one small nail salon, but we can be known around the world. Like we got so many emails of people coming from America and I saw your, sh I heard about your sh shop. I'm going to come and visit. And even to the point where like, we're, yes, we're, we're just a nail bar, but then we can go on to do an exhibition in the national gallery. So I think being never being restricted by limitations uh, in regards to what size you are or what your aspirations can be that's always been something that has never held me back so yeah we're a small shop we don't have a huge like millions of euros of turnover we have enough to for us all to have a nice life and get by and have a great day every day and be filled with joy and I think that's can you ask for much more on a daily basis that to be able to wake up every day and have that I don't think so Oh, that's like, I, I'm so, I want to travel for pop now. <laughs> I'm like, I want that. Yeah. I, want to I, say all, I say all that now though, but yeah, here we are. We can't open, so we've no money coming in. So we're, we've no jobs at the moment. So that could be all thrown back in my face till this is all over. Coronavirus, but, damn you. But, but if you think about it, Andrew, with the current times, people who have been safety planning and all of that are still in the same position. A hundred percent. And I suppose for the first five days I went into a trauma and panic. And like mm. my first thing was I always want to protect the girls. So like we emptied out our bank account and made sure the girls were okay. And then I was like, oh shit. And I was like, maybe I should have done things differently. And like I've always talked about how I don't want to do products because I'm not a product. I can't make 
a nail varnish. I have to white lay, get a white label and put my brand on that. So that's mm. not bringing anything new to the world. That's just using a product that exists to make money. And I just couldn't get behind it. Um, and then I was like, maybe I should have just let, gotten over myself and my ethics and my beliefs and just gone and made money. So that could have cushioned us into this position. And then I was kind of like, you can't live your life in a way that it goes against your beliefs for something that might happen. And obviously we didn't know this was going to happen, but like we, I could have done so much more to make loads of money, but then you're living a lie of your day-to-day life and your day-to-day business. And what happens if the next thing that happens doesn't have any regard for money? So maybe you have all that money and it means nothing and gold is what people want or whatever. So you have to be honest and true to yourself. I think in these things and, honor your beliefs and the way you work and you can't I think the with the situation that's happening in the economy now and there is a question more than a question mark on capitalism and is we're we're at late stage capitalism now and it feels like the collapse is imminent so Mm. how do we restructure society to be able to um get the best out of our point of being, I suppose. Now, who thought we'd be getting to our point of being with a nail bar chat? But like, I think it's so interesting to see how the restruct, like we're in a position now where we've got a single tier health system. We've got all our politicians who are preaching socialist values. We've mm. got um, our president who's like, this is, this is hopefully the start of a new way of a, our, how our society is run. And wouldn't that just be great? So after I came out of the trauma and panic, and luckily we had a government who were there to support us um, right now, that I was like, okay, there's no point in doing things for what might happen. You just have to do the right mm. thing. So that I'm in that stage at the moment. Now, maybe I'm just high on coffee and being on my own for so long. <laughs> but that's, that's where I'm at. And hopefully things will... Well, I don't want to say go back to normal, but I hope we can get back to doing what we love doing so that we can continue doing it and hopefully that we have a more just society after all of this. Mm. I think I think that's really important what you said around, you know, doing the right thing. There is there's an awful lot of that thinking going on at the moment. And which is and so refreshing because for so long it's the markers of success are how big you can get, how many shops you can open, how are you scaling, are you getting venture capital investment, are you doing this? And for so long, I've been like, no, no, no. And people were like, you're bananas. You've got such a strong brand. You could like bring that, like you could go European with this, not even just across Ireland. And I was like, well, why do I want to have to manage something in Paris? Like I won't be there and I don't want to, I am bet my mantra for life is creating the life you want to live. So Mm. I'm conscious of what kind of life do I want to live? Do I want to have to spend my life running around the country or Europe looking after a series of nail bars? I'm not that passionate about nails. Not that I'm not passionate about nails. I'm not passionate about beauty. I'm passionate about community. I'm passionate about creativity. I'm passionate about what you can achieve. So is, do I want to be looking after loads of HR, loads of um, admin? I hate admin. The minute the VAT has to be done, I'm literally, <laughs> oh my God, my worst thing ever like it's not my buzz so I don't want to bring more of that into my life why this allows me to focus on what I like doing and I have I do loads of projects as well as Tropical Popgirl so that allows me to do the things that make my heart sing and fill my 
fill my cell with joy. So I think that is, I suppose, if that becomes the measure of success after all of this, rather than getting bigger, that mm. will be a very good thing for me. And I hope that that is a message that comes through this type. I love that. Value on the important things like family and friends and partying. Like the what? Like it's so. It's like the things that bring us together and we enjoy. We have fun. Why are these so sparse? And why are we giving so much time over to just getting bigger and making more money rather than enjoying what we have and who we have it with? Oh, Andrew, I think that's the perfect the perfect quote to finish it on. Thank you. <laughs> no problems thanks for having me thanks for so, so much take care bye thanks for listening to the tilted podcast and i'm your host sheila walsh if you'd like to sponsor the tilted coaching podcast simply pop over to patreon.com tilted coaching and sponsor the podcast for as little as a cup of coffee a month If I didn't say it correctly, pop over to the link in the bio, visit the Patreon page and become a sponsor. Thanks a million.